So today we're talking about communing with others and communing with the Lord when life gets busy. We have Simone, Amelia, and Brooklyn with us today. And all three of these women are actually mothers, and they know how it feels whenever life gets busy. Um, So we're talking about communing together and with God. And when we think about communing, communing actually means spending time with others, spending time with the Lord. And I'll open up with um, a verse, John 15. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. The first question that I have today is, what does communing with the Lord look like for you? And how is it different from when you were single or when you didn't have any kids? So for me, it looks completely different than when I was, you know, single or before children. And I felt like before having children, you like reach this place where you're like, I'm good. I am good with God. Like, you know, even when you're married and before kids, like me and my spouse are good. This is what our like personal time with the Lord looks like. But when you have kids, everything changes because they just don't understand and For anyone who doesn't know, I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old, and they definitely do not understand spending time with the Lord. So for me, one thing that I've learned is that time with the Lord looks like consistency. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't look the same every day necessarily. It might look like you know, being intentional and waking up early to spend time with the Lord, or it might look like you know, they went to bed early tonight so I can stay up tonight and spend time with him. So as far as consistency in that way, that just doesn't always happen with little kids, but being consistent and communing with the Lord and and having conversation with the Holy Spirit all day long is the most important part. And that's that's kind of how I view my time with him right yeah, now. That's good. That's funny because for this question, I asked, I wrote down the verse for Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, which says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God and Jesus Christ for you. And for me, I just always try to have a positive attitude and I try to rejoice throughout the day, no matter the situation or circumstance, mm-hmm. uh, because it can get chaotic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I always am praying. I'm continually praying. I uh, pray on my way to work. That's when I have about an hour of free time. And so I use that time to pray. And between seeing patients at my job, I pray. I'll pray for my patients, you know. So I continually do that. And then I always try to give thanks in every circumstance. And so to me, just being consistent like you were saying, that's what I try to do. And as a mother now, I always... I feel like I almost crave this alone time with the Lord so much more than I did before. And I think it's just because there's such a weightiness that I feel now after having my son, because he, you know, he's almost one and he's learning things based off of watching me as a mother. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be that example to him. And I just think about how much I need the father and 
I need him to be that example to me, and he's so good. And so I want to be that example for my son, and I want to let the Holy Spirit use me to lead him yes. closer to the Father. So that's it's so weighty now <laughs> after having my son, but honestly, I enjoy it. I love it. I look forward to the set time I've given myself after he goes to bed, and um, I just really enjoy that time now. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So for me, communing with the Lord is anytime I'm alone, anytime I'm able to be vulnerable. And because I have five beautiful children, all different ages, it's really hard for me to not multitask. So I'm always multitasking. So I'm either the places where I can't get intruders is most likely either in the shower or in my car because <laughs> they're at school. So that's when I'm like the most vulnerable and I'm really able to speak out loud and really have like a real intimate, a real talk with God. And that's when I really feel just empowered because I know that I'm in direct communication with him and I'm able to really give him what's on my heart or what I'm struggling with or what I'm preparing myself to walk into. So um, what I love about that is before my children, it was more like I'm kneeling at my bed and I'm praying and it was more of me doing what I thought was right. So it was less intimate, but it was like more like ideal. But because it's not, it's out of the norm, I would say it's more intimate than ever. Yeah, that's really good. And you must be a very busy lady. (laughs) I I was going to say, how do you get alone time even in the shower? (laughs) I have not learned that yet. Oh, yes. You got to For me, I am single. I don't have children yet. Hope to one day. Um, but, you know, I have gone through those college years doing my master's and, you know, working at the same time in the emergency room. And so even finding time with that, I know there's probably some women that will listen to this that maybe don't have kids or want kids, but they still are in the busyness of life. And, you know, even in those seasons, it can be difficult to find time. And for me, I, f- I feel like um, now as a single woman now, I have a lot more time to spend with the Lord. But when I was in that busy season, it would be finding time in the car on the way to my class or on the way to work or when I'm doing my job, you know, it, you know, like Amelia said, praying at all times throughout the day. And um, that just kind of is what built me up Um But yeah, thank you guys for sharing that. So what tips would you give a busy woman, a mom, a businesswoman, boss lady, student to help them with with making time for communing with the Lord? I would say, you know, I'm new to this, almost a year being a mom now, but definitely trying to create a routine, which is super difficult, especially when your child does not want to nap or different things like that, things can get chaotic. But trying to create that routine, um, for me, I always will sit down with Josiah, my husband, um, about probably one day a week, we'll have time to do that. And we'll say, okay, what do we have going on for the week? Um, And (laughs) we'll say, okay, this is what we need to do 
for the week. This is what groceries we need to get. This is what we're going to cook this night. Um, and so we'll write it down in like a planner, a calendar. There's no miscommunication. We know what's going on. Um, and also, um, we do this thing where every evening we take 30 minutes to an hour and we alternate. So one person will take JJ and the other will take this time to like clean up. Um, and so we'll alternate doing that. So then it's one-on-one -on -one time with our son. And then also before bedtime, we have this time, you know, after bedtime that we can spend on ourselves or catch up on other things rather than worrying about doing the dishes or doing a load of laundry or whatever. So it really helps us kind of catch up on things, which I really like doing that. And I found that it works. Amazing. Yeah, good. good tips. Yeah, I would just say the same. I was going to say, you know, creating that routine. And I know something that, that we do that saves us a lot of time is, and I know this is not for everyone, but I have a two-year-old who wants to pick out, you know, his clothes. He wants to tell me what he's going to wear and, you know, all the things that age. Like, he wants to be super independent. And his independence actually creates every single task being like double the amount of time that it should normally take. Um, so one thing that I've been doing is laundry is like one of those things that takes up so much time that I'm like, if I could just like be good with this laundry, I would have so much more time to like spend with the Lord. Um, so we've, as we catch up on laundry, actually I have him um, help put it away and put, you know, his dirty clothes where his dirty clothes go and, and help pick out on Sunday nights. We pick out everybody's clothes for the whole week and he can't fight me on it because he's picked them out, his clothes <laughs> and his brother's clothes for the whole week. So if there, if there's Aww. any, if there's any fighting or anything like that, I'm like, buddy, you picked out all these clothes. So mm -hmm. that saves so much time each day that, you know, you can spend extra time with the Lord or extra time with your spouse or whomever. Um, that's one thing that we, we have been doing. So we put it in dividers for every single day. Everybody's outfits are picked out for the whole week. And that saves us a lot of time in the evenings too, to be able to commune with the Lord or mm -hmm. commune with one another, because yeah. it's just after having kids, I don't know about you guys, but Communing with your spouse becomes like a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you like, and you have to, you know, be intentional and make time, you know, to to commune with your spouse, you know, as right. well as your know, friends and you know other women, who you know it's valuable to spend time with them as well and learn from them and glean from them. But that really things like that that we do around our house really helps with communing with one another. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. I need to start picking out my clothes. <laughs> I just yeah. said that this morning. I was like, you know, if I would have picked out my outfit for church, then I would not be sitting here trying on so many things, yeah. and I wouldn't be running behind. <laughs> um, my tips would be just to do it as often as you can, no matter what it looks like. And just like you said before, with consistency, as long as you're consistent, consistency is not, you have to do it a certain way, a certain time in a certain place. Just keep doing it. However, God makes that available for you. And I would also say, um, just be real organized. I know I remember in early, like the early stages of being a mom, it was really difficult versus now I have an 11-year-old and he, they have like a little bit more independence. 
and, you know, take advantage of that. If you have older kids, I would say teach them to be able to do things to help you out and then also teach them they're old enough the importance of communing with God themselves. So then you all can do it either collectively together as a family or individually. So, um, yeah, do it as often as you can. And consistency doesn't mean it's the same way, the same time and do it with your children. That's good. Um, it's also really important to commune with others. And a lot of times, you know, I'm not a mother, but I've heard this from other mothers that it can kind of be difficult to, um, have friends during that season and that, and that walk with you. And I think that it's really important, you know, especially with like glow groups and everything that we're doing, it's important for women to have each other, um, and be around each other. Um, and just to get breaks, you know, just from the day-to-day life, the busyness, um, but just even just for friendship or for prayer or whatever it is, just getting out and being around others. But in Hebrews, it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, so how is communing with others different now that you're a mom than versus before you had children or when you were single? So it is so different. Like there's not, (laughs) there's not even a comparison. Um, something that I can remember struggling with when I first became a mom was this child is my husband and I's number one ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so something that I think can happen very easily without realizing it's happening in the moment is is being like, this child is our number one ministry, and you unintentionally block out all the other relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, your first kid is like six months old, and you're like, I actually haven't had coffee with my friends since my child was born. <laughs> and that's something that that's something that I really struggled with um, whenever I first became a mom, just, you know, unintentionally, you know, neglecting friendships and relationships that I had prior to becoming a mom. Um, and really not even, I don't want to that makes me sound terrible. No. Not not necessarily being <laughs> open to um, to new relationships, but it's so important to once you do become a mom to you know to shift that mindset and find other mom friends yeah. you know mm-hmm. that are in the same you know stage of life as you. Um, women who are older than you who have already you know graduated from this stage in life and mm-hmm. really opening you know my heart to mm-hmm. new relationships with other women that can help me out right where I am and and really you know teach me you know find things in common with other moms who are in the same stage as well as learn from those who have already like I said graduated from that stage in life so Mm -hmm. for me it changed so much but I'm so thankful for you know for the Lord kind of revealing that to me and you know it it really helps me remind myself daily, okay, I cannot just (laughs) focus 100% of the time on the kids. Hey, you want to go get coffee? Let's bring the kids with us. They Mm -hmm. like each other. They like to play, you know, (laughs) you know, because you got to take them where you got to take them where you go or find a sitter. So it's very different, but I think also it's important, um, you know, even as myself, not having kids is, um, recognizing other, 
women and their need for like help in those certain seasons in their life. Like, you know, I'll watch your kids, you know, why don't you and your husband go out to dinner or go, Mm -hmm. go see your mom or go um, hang out with a friend. I think being there for one another in those seasons are really important because sometimes I feel like as a mom, you could probably feel like you're drowning with a lot of stuff. So many, you know, things that you have to do. Um, I can only imagine that that's probably how it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think that that's important as a single person to look at other women who maybe are in that season of having kids and just being there for them. I think I've really struggled in this area personally. Um, You know, like Brooklyn was saying, your child is your number one priority. And um, I would say that I have said no to going out just because of maybe trying to stay in such a routine um, because we have struggled with naps and bedtime. (laughs) But um, I have realized just how important it is and not just with friends, but also with my spouse because Mm -hmm. we have not had that time together like we used to and so it almost feels like you can become distant but like you're supposed to be this team and so you don't want to become distant so I think that is where we have noticed and we're like okay no we're gonna set a time and we're gonna go out like just the other day we had a date night and we're trying to make that a priority as well because you know we're gonna be the best team for our child and that's what is really important. And so I'm still learning in this area, especially with friends. A lot of my friends, um, they don't necessarily have kids. And so it's been a little more difficult because they don't understand, (laughs) you know, that it's hard to just spontaneously go out, you know, like we need to plan this a couple weeks in advance. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just been a little difficult for me. And that's definitely an area that I need help it and I'm going to grow in that area and be better and be more intentional about it. (laughs) Yeah. And it gets better as your child gets older. It's kind of hard to pull away from your children when they're so young and kind of choose yourself or choose time with your spouse. Mm -hmm. And I would say I didn't really start doing things for myself since um, until we had the glow breakfast and we did those pledges. Oh, yeah. That was so powerful and monumental for me. And I pledged that I would make time for myself and I would exercise because I used to feel really guilty about doing things for myself because I used to think, well, no, I can use that money for the kids they need it or no, I need to spend time with them. So as they get older, you know, you can kind of slowly but surely like pull away mm-hmm. and um, and just do things for yourself and spend more time. But um, for me, it's like a lot different because I actually commune more now before than before my children. Um, I had my children very young in college, and I didn't have relationships where I could talk to friends about God and read the Bible. But now I do. So my kids were just a blessing for me, and God really prepared me for a season of motherhood. So... um, I would say that they gave me a desire to just be deeper in Christ, just so 
I can be there for them the way my mother was there for me. She gave me like a really great foundation and I just want to do the same for them. So it became like a priority because I can see in the future, like, what if they mess up? What if they go through something? So I kind of use my kids as motivation to really spend time with God, to pray for them, to intercede for them, because it's it's just a lifeline for them and a lifeline for us. And um, that's it. <laughs> That's actually very beautiful. It's um, it's really a ministry being a mom, and I've told some of like, I'm 32, so I I grew up with some of my friends having kids very young. They got married at like 18 or 19, so in their 20s they're having kids, and so um, I kind of saw them going through the 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 challenges of motherhood, and I always would tell my friend Stephanie, I would tell her, you know, it really is a ministry because she would kind of get down on herself about all I'm doing is just raising kids, and I said, but you really don't understand, you're raising world changers. Mm -hmm. Like you are making a difference just by being a mother. If we think about it, Jesus had a mother and she was an amazing lady who birthed the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. So mothers are very powerful people, Mm -hmm. very powerful women. Um, So what does the Bible say about communing with the Lord and communing with others? We kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, but it does say that the, that Jesus is the bread of life, and apart from him, we can do nothing. And so if we're neglecting that part in our lives, we're neglecting every part of our life. And so um, just feeding on the bread of life daily. Um, how can we support other women who we know are busy with life, work, school, or parenting? Uh I don't know if you care if I back up really quick. Um, Whenever you asked, um, you know, what does the Bible say about communing with the Lord and communing with others? um, Whenever I was, you know, I was kind of like thinking about these questions and everything. And I was like, Lord, what do you say? Like, like what, like, what do you say, Mm -hmm. you know, about, you know, communing specifically with yourself? And I just kept hearing, you know, this scripture, and I don't know if I'm backing up because someone needs to hear this, but I just kept hearing this ringing in my heart. Um, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he Mm -hmm. with me. And I can just, I remember just feeling like, if I can't sit down and read my Bible from like this time to this time and we get through this many chapters and I've prayed for 36 minutes, like, you know, like real the real specific stuff, kind of like, Simone, you were talking about, you know, before kids, what your time with the Lord looked like, but you almost mm-hmm. feel like now it's more intimate right. um, because you felt like you were doing what you were supposed to be doing before right. them. But mm-hmm. now you're like, no, Lord, like I need you. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord wants to commune with us. Yeah. We're moms and we're business women, and you know we were business owners and we're students and we're not like you said just moms. We're not just, we're not just like the Lord is still like, he desires to spend time with us. Mm -hmm. He wants us to want to spend time with him. And 
for me, that's what the Lord was just speaking to me. Like he is standing and he is knocking at the door. And if we'll just open it, he's going to come and dine with us. And it doesn't have to look like being on your knees for this many minutes. Like it doesn't (laughs) have to look like that. He wants to commune with us daily and he desires that of us. So he's knocking. If we just open the door as business owners, as women, as Mm -hmm. wives, as moms, as students, like if we just open the door, he's going to come in and he's going to dine with us no matter where we are in life. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. Um, You really spoke to how um, you said how we can support other women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really spoke to that and just saying how you can offer to help watch them so you can spend time with your mother. Like, that's just really beautiful because I believe a lot of women really don't have that perspective just because they're not in it. Like, when you don't experience it, you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. But once you become a mother, you kind of see it like, wow, I could have offered her help. I could have took her a meal. I could have offered her to even if just inviting them, making them feel comfortable to say, hey, bring your kids. Because a lot of times you kind of like decline to do things just because you don't want to feel like your kids are going to be a burden. So just Mm -hmm. saying that up front, like, hey, I want you and your kids to come. You know, that's just amazing to have that open door and that welcoming in and accepting of yourself as a mother and um the role that you have with your children yeah so yeah um I think even just not just for moms but women in general just um you know if someone pops on your heart send them a text you know Mm -hmm. that actually happened to me someone sent me a text when I was in the thick of like a really crazy work week and it just means so much to know that someone else is praying for you someone else is thinking about you Um, and if you can't offer to help, you know, just offer, you know, your thoughts and your prayers to other people. I think it's really important, you know, developing that community and letting people know, Hey, I I still remember, I still think about you. I'm still praying for you and we're Mm -hmm. there for each other. So I think it's, that's important. How do y'all deal with the expectations that people have Um, of what they think what it should look like on how you should perform or how you should do things with your kids like how do you deal with that Um, what what do you do you mean more specifically expectations of like thinking like your house should should be clean or like (laughs) your children should be well behaved at all times and they shouldn't be shouting (laughs) right (laughs) so I'll say at the beginning I struggled a little bit more so I would say with um how being a new mom you know people would tell me how I should do certain things like oh give the baby formula oh don't or oh let the baby sleep through no wake the baby up to feed on like just different things like that and I really struggled with that um and I really had to learn how to know what was best for my child um and be that mom to like stand up and be like nope I'm gonna do it this way this is how I feel like God wants me you know to raise my child and this is what I'm gonna do And so now none of that stuff really bothers me. Like Mm -hmm. he's a kid. He's going to be a little crazy sometimes. All of them are. And I think um, nowadays, especially with social media, Mm -hmm. 
that can be really difficult because you have all these influencers on social media acting like, oh my gosh, my house is so clean and my kids are so well behaved. It's like, we all know that's like one part of your house and yep. the rest of it's probably like crazy. So, <laughs> or they're paying somebody to clean yeah, it for exactly. them. Right. <laughs> so I just try to look past all of that and I think if my house is messy but I'm spending my time with my child and enjoying it, then that's the least of my worries, a messy right. house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I definitely think I am a work in progress when it comes to that because I really like a clean house. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was that person that was, like, putting lines in the carpet with the yes. vacuum before wow. kids. Oh, I did not know this about it, you. <laughs> it, it's a little – it's – it's it's too much, honestly. And now, like, yeah, right. Like, the carpet's never seeing lines again, and that just and that just has to be okay. Um, but it is it is that is a daily struggle for me. I'm like, I want to like this. I want to like this. But you know, with three guys in the house and a dog, like, I mean, we don't always thrive, but we always survive. <laughs> and and like that it. that just has to be okay. So, yeah, it it doesn't always look picture perfect, but it has to just be what's right for your family. Like you right. said, Amelia, yeah. just you figure out what works for you and your family, and that has to be enough. Yes. Yeah. I think expectations in any part of your life, um, if, we, if we get our eyes focused on what people think of us, then we're kind of not really viewing, we're not seeing what God thinks of us as much. And I think I can kind of struggle with that, not as a mom, but just in general in life. And so I have to kind of redirect that in my mind, you know, like, okay, these people might think this, but what does God think or say? Um, So that's kind of how I, I view expectations in that way. But Pastor Brooklyn, I know that you um, do, you have a passion to encourage other mothers. Tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about Made Motherly. Yeah. So I feel like I really hope I don't get emotional um, talking, but here I am emotional already. Okay. I'm so glad (laughs) you guys can't see me. (laughs) Um, But when I was, um, when I was pregnant with my second son, he was, he was unexpected and I think we hear a lot about unexpected pregnancy from the view of like teen pregnancy, um, pregnancies out of wedlock, like like those type of things. But I don't think we hear nearly enough about women who are in the greatest season of their life. Mm-hmm. Like from the outside looking in, they got everything, you know, going for them mm-hmm. and they get pregnant unexpectedly and like, let's just be honest. Okay. I think all of us might have a little bit of like a planner in us Mm -hmm. and I'm like major planner. And I got pregnant with him um, unexpected. And one thing that I learned through that pregnancy was that unexpected doesn't mean unloved. And through my experience, um, from, I'm talking from positive pregnancy test to transparently, um, from when he was like till he was like six months old, mm-hmm. um, it was a really it was the struggle of my life. Yeah, and through that, you know, the Lord just He spoke to me the name made motherly, mm-hmm. and it was something that He was teaching me and is still teaching me. Um, is that you know He made me motherly, mm-hmm. you know, in the times when I didn't feel like it, 
when the kids were bouncing off the walls. Yes. I put on my Instagram the other day, my two-year-old literally was wearing a fried peanut butter and jelly on his head as a hat, and he was so happy. And I'm like, Lord, we're talking about, you know, the carpet striper, and me is like not cool with this peanut butter on his head. <laughs> but the Lord is still teaching me that, like, He made me to be motherly. Yes. He knew, like, He knew from the foundations of the earth that that we would plan pregnancy number one and that pregnancy number two would be unexpected to me, um, but it wasn't unexpected to Him. Okay. And He really just, you know, spoke that, made motherly, made motherly, made motherly. He just, you know, kept ringing that in, you know, in my head and in my heart and through my experience with him um, and learning that when you're unexpectedly welcoming number two, you know, your love is not going to be, you know, divided. It's going to be multiplied. And yes. I, I don't know how this happens, but I feel like with every child, you don't like have to divide your love. You like yeah. grow this extra whole entire heart for them. <laughs> um, but the Lord just spoke that to me, made motherly. And I was like, I know that I need to... I need to encourage other moms. I I want to encourage other moms that are maybe in the middle of a pregnancy and they're confused or maybe it's unexpected for them um, or maybe they're just like, I just need to know that what I'm going through is normal and, you know, encourage moms who are scared about childbirth, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, encourage them that, you know, the Lord created your body to do this. Like, you can do this. Like, you're going to do this. Um, And then for the moms with, you know, the littles that are, you know, bouncing off the walls, just really encouraging them. And so um, I do, I have an Instagram, it's called Made Motherly, and I share the realness of my life (laughs) with a one-year-old and a two-year-old boy, both boys. And, um, and just share the realness of that as well as encourage other moms that, hey, you're not alone. Like, I see you. The world sees you. All the other moms who have already been through this, we see you. The Lord sees you. And and no matter how you feel, like, the Lord made you motherly. You yeah, know, you can do this. So It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that really uh, speaks to me. Um, so I actually have been pregnant twice, but only birthed one. So my first pregnancy was unexpected. And now I'm going to get emotional, but I ended up miscarrying that child. And it was unexpected. And I remember feeling like my life is not where I want it to be. You know, I was still and still am driving an hour and a half to and from work. You know, we moved here, we gave up a lot to be here. Um, We had just built a house, lived in it for months. We gave literally everything up to, for the ministry because we knew where God wanted us to be. And we moved here. So we were living in a third floor apartment at the time. And I remember just, I couldn't fathom the fact that I was pregnant. And I mean, there's nothing wrong. We'd been married, I don't know, three years at the time. And I just don't know why, but I it was unplanned, unexpected, and I didn't feel ready. And I remember voicing that. I immediately cried when I saw that I was pregnant, um, and I saw that pregnancy test. And I think I lived with a lot of regret after that, just because I did lose that child on Christmas Eve of that year. And so I, after that, I realized, you know, 
God wanted me to be a mother, and I just had this desire to be a mother. And so me and my husband, that was a time when we sowed a seed sacrificially, and um, we were believing for a child. And it was actually during sacred season here at the church, and um, I sowed a seed, and it was actually a specific number. We used the number that would have been our first baby's due date, (laughs) and I kid you not, the day after um, sacred season was over, I found out I was pregnant again with my son, who is now about to turn one. And my whole um, prayer for him was that he would be so, he would just be so joyful. And he has, and he's brought so much joy to my life and everyone else's life that he's around. And I actually, I wrote this down, so I'm happy that I have an opportunity to share it. Um, but that time, I really feel like God had to heal my heart. Um, and there was a song, and I still sing it to this day. And um, the lyrics go like this. I put my tears in the soil. Now I'm reaping shouts of joy. Sorrow turns into a harvest. Mourning turns into a song. You've always been faithful. You've always been good. My heart is so thankful. There's nobody like you. And you know, maybe someone needed to hear that, you know, maybe someone's listening to this and they've had a couple miscarriages and they want to be a mother. And in my viewpoint, you are a mother and um, don't give up faith because God will answer that prayer because he is good and he is faithful. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that because I can relate in that way. Um, I had a lot of regret and God has definitely healed my heart in that. And that was tough. <laughs> wow, so strong. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank all of you women for sharing. This has been, I'm like over here crying too. <laughs> um, but it, it can sometimes be hard to be vulnerable. Um, but thank you all for being vulnerable. And I know that the Lord will definitely use that. And I just want to encourage, um, all the women that are listening that, you know, the Lord loves you no matter what season you're in, in life and, um, just get connected to other women that are around you and, um, the Lord will just do the rest. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys for coming. Thanks. Yeah.